0: another episode of 40s with friends i got my boys on who's with me today on this episode
1: <clears throat> all right man you got me fonzo i'm just chilling out hanging out with you guys i'm about to get in this 40s with friends i'm excited i'm drinking a pacifico ballena today and uh yeah man i'm gonna bring it back i'm gonna bring I'm gonna go i'm gonna go back in time with this one so um i'll tell you guys what it's about in just a few minutes uh what about you eddie
2: I, I am a, enjoying a crisp and refreshing uh, white-claw seltzer, uh, watermelon-flavored, melon in case anyone's uh, interested in knowing the flavor. Uh, today, um, I'm going to talk about the origins of the cholo. Ooh. I'm looking forward to that. That's
0: fucking nice. Nice. Oh,
2: it's fascinating. That sounds cool. All right.
0: All right. All right. All
1: right.
2: All
0: right. Um, Well, as you know, I'm Frank from Jujitero's Coast to Coast, and this is our second episode of Friends with 40s. A little different than Jujitero's Coast to Coast, but like we, hopefully you enjoyed last week's episode. Uh, We got four more super interesting stories, and we can't wait to share them with you. So who wants to go first? Oh, Frank, real quick, how can people listen? Uh, you can find us anywhere you listen to Jujiteros Coast to Coast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, uh, Amazon Podcast, Stitcher Radio. And you can find us on our website. You can go to c 2 ccom and find all our episodes there as well.
2: Okay. My dad wants to know when we're going AM.
0: <laughs> well, you know, he started helping me build that in in the backyard. And once we got to 35 feet, he was like, you're on your own, fool. I'm like, we got to take this to the next level, Mr. Contreras.
2: <laughs> oh, man. That would be awesome to be on AM.
1: It would. I mean, it's far reaching, man. It's, it's, it reaches further than FM. So, yeah. We can
0: hit the farthest Islands in the Philippines, no problem with AM. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, we would blow up, man. We couldn't even get off the airplane because of people would would attack the plane to get Dang, to us. Dude, they would overtake
0: the. It would be like the people storming the capital, but like storming the airport.
1: Dude, yeah, I think we're, I think we're light years away from that. You guys, you guys have to keep your your uh, your aspirations a little bit more realistic here. Dude, have okay. you seen our numbers in the hey, Philippines?
0: Pressure. We're off the charts. I'm just saying, man. It's already happening. I'm
1: friend. just saying. You got, you got to temper your expectations there, buddy.
0: I'm going to edit all all right.
2: off. You sound like a principal.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm
2: talking about. You all
0: sound right, like right. the high school guidance counselor secretary telling me that I am going to be mowing lawns. <laughs> yeah, hey, here hey, I w- am. W-
1: w- weren't you? Weren't you? Weren't you,
0: though? When I was in high school, yeah haven't so since so he wasn't that lady
2: so you didn't let her finish then she said you go on to work at a prison as a teacher
1: <laughs> make but a you difference.
2: just walked out of the office i didn't want to hear it
1: <laughs> uh all right uh do you guys mind if i go first get it go, go ahead do it the floor uh, is yours. all right so um you know this is this is uh I don't know here's the thing man like I started like thinking about like well you know what kind of what kind of articles you know and I had a few things that were kind of current events that I was interested in and I was thinking you know what like when I was a kid I used to hear about all kinds of stuff that was going on around me I really didn't know what was going on right when you're a kid you you kind of pay attention but you don't really understand what's happening right so I started like I I went back and I did a look for like crazy stories of the 90s right crazy news stories of the 90s and of course you talk you know you you know you get like the oj trial and stuff like that um which i remember happening a bunch of things and this one of course i i remember everybody was talking about it um but i didn't know all the details of course and when i started reading it reading more about it i was like what the fuck this is batshit crazy so what i'm talking about is the whole lorena bobbit uh, uh story you guys remember that one she cut her Hello. husband's dick off yeah threw it so, out the
0: window fool yeah
1: so <laughs> all right to, to recap the story a little bit for all the people who might not know about it, any of the young young listeners out there um so what happened was this dude comes back home after partying or whatever and he like, he was a real asshole to his wife apparently and like he ends up like just like forcibly just forcing himself upon her She gets, you know, she's like, this is the last straw. You know, this guy's a fucking, I'm going to deal with this tonight. Goes to the kitchen. He's passed out asleep in the bed. She comes back with the freaking big ass kitchen knife and just slashes that shit off. He fucking like wakes up immediately, like starts, you know, putting pressure and she just like grabs, uh, grabs his junk and like the knife walks out, gets into the car, drives around and ends up tossing. His freaking severed dick somewhere in the bushes. Fool, you uh, forgot
0: to say she said Kobe.
1: Oh yeah, she did. <laughs> she totally did. And uh, so, anyways, cops find that shit like I don't know, fucking hours later, like just sitting, like just on the grass, grass somewhere. Uh, doctors
0: Vienna sausage, <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude. So like that's fucking crazy. You're thinking, man, that's fucked up, man. This gonna, this guy's gonna walk through life with no penis. Nope. Now, motherfucker gets reattached. So doctors are able to reattach the shit. So this is the thing. When I was a kid, I didn't know about that. I knew that this happened. So I remember thinking, like, man, what would I do if my junk was cut off? Right, like, fuck. And you just like, oh, you just don't want to think about it. So I kept reading about what was going on, uh, and it turns out that they were able to reattach it, and that shit was like working just fine afterwards. Right. So like after like this this whole thing happened, I guess you just like, well. Fuck it. I'm known as a dude who's got this junk cut off, dude. So he goes on the road and he goes on all these talk shows uh, and talking about everything, you know, like everything that happened. He ends up on the freaking Howard Stern show. And then like they have a segment called Stump the Bobbit," which he has to guess. (laughs) He has to guess the punchlines to jokes about his mutilation. So Can you imagine no mercy. that, yeah like he just, but he's that's what he's doing like he just like he's like living it up he like he doesn't care like because he's bringing him money and fame apparently so he's like fuck it you know no bad publicity and then he forms a uh, rock band after this guess what he called the rock band i give up severed parts nice uh-huh. <laughs> dude what the f- like it, it just what uh like, genre of music uh it was some rock i don't know probably some like like some heavy metal type of shit, some death metal maybe. I don't know. I, I heard really they did. were like a
0: b-52s cover band. <laughs> no, <I'm> just
1: kidding. <laughs> so at one point he st- he like to make more some cash. he ended up autographing steak knives. Oh, wow. but- dude, that fool is a
0: was an. On- hey, is he still alive? <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. He's an Dang. entrepreneur, man. We need to get him to help
1: us get the show <laughs> going.
0: That guy made
2: lemonade. He's like, with we she,
1: need to get into, like into the Sean, Indonesian market. He's going to be like what Sean Parker was to Facebook for our podcast, though. No. <laughs> nah. Okay, so after that, so story goes, somehow he gets invited to, like, some Playboy, Playboy party. I don't know if it's a, at the mansion or just hosted by Playboy, but he ends up meeting fucking Rod Jeremy, dude. Mm-hmm. Rod Jeremy ends up convincing him to do a porno. So he's in a porno called John Wayne Bobbitt Uncut. <laughs> dude, these guys, man. Yeah, dude, you can watch your next videos right now. You can go and type it in. You can go to Pornhub and watch it. Not that I did, but if you want to do your own research and not believe me, go ahead. I'm just hey, saying. Uh, is there. the premium
0: content still free? <laughs> I'm, asking for, I'm asking for a friend. Yeah,
1: I don't know. <laughs> All right. So most recently what he was doing, he was devoting his his time to hunting literal treasure, dude. Like he did an interview with 2020 and he explained that he was uh, searching for the treasure chest that millionaire Forrest Fenn said that he buried in the Rockies somewhere. So his hopes that he finds it. He's going to be rich and he's going to be he wouldn't. He wanted to be invited to the White House to meet President uh, Trump. So that was his big goal and aspirations. So, yeah. I that mean he, low, bro. I don't know, man. That so I mean, like, I, I I don't understand. Like my thing is like I was just like, man, like, like his just got more
0: steak his, knives.
1: His, his whole life just fucking changed. Uh, obviously, right? Obviously, but like like he went down this whole rabbit hole afterwards. Like, he is like completely just consumed by, by this one. I mean, and of course it is a life-changing incident, but like I I don't know, like all this shit that he was doing after that. I mean, like, is this what would happen to a lot of people? Is this just like you think like this is just one dude's crazy, just went off the rails crazy? Or do you think this can happen to somebody going through some traumatic event like that? What do you mean? Like
0: anybody get get their dick chopped off and then they go run with it and make it into a career, or just like the the just the simple fact like that he took all those chances.
1: Yeah, that he just took all those chances. I'm yeah, not, I mean, not just saying him. One like thing. that's
0: just the personality. You know what I mean? Like he was willing to take. He's just like fuck it, man. I just. Whatever happens, what happened? You know what I'm saying? Like, I got my dick chopped off. What could possibly happen? You
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean, though. You know what made me think about though? Like, remember that that um, that Batman story, One Bad Day, where the Joker tries to fucking um, like yeah, uh, Batman, tor- yeah, try to torture what's his name, the 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 guy, the the detective guy, the, the chief of the police, yeah, into going crazy, yeah, like, and this whole thing. Theory- yeah, you almost got him, right? Like, yeah, his whole theory is. Commissioner Gordon exactly like if one like if you like one person is like is 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 just one bad day away from snapping and losing his shit so like it looks like this I mean yeah that's what happened with this guy he lost his shit literally right so lost I mean that's what I'm thinking man like can, can that happen to us like one incident can just change the whole course of your life like that that drastically yeah, man. Some I w- I would say so. You know what I mean. If
0: something traumatic changes, I mean, happen occurs to you, most people are gonna take that and and change their life. You know, it, um, I mean, obviously, if it's li- a life changing incident, you know, it's gonna have implications on your life and the way you live day to day. So for sure, sure something's gonna change. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Funny. I mean, losing his dick led him to like financial security.
1: Yeah. Well, not uh, after a while, man. He's chasing he's chasing fucking treasures. It's like, treasure hunting. He's treasure hunting. I don't know if he's actually well, he's what he loves to do
2: now. He <laughs> doesn't have to work for the man. Nope. He's taking risks. He's no. a land pirate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 21st century land pirate. That's badass. <laughs> That's what's on his
1: business card. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, man. Well, that's what I got. I, cool, I just, cool. I just that's a cool was...
0: story, man. Yeah, that was a cool throwback. Yeah. I remember when that shit happened. Yeah,
2: I, I had no. I forgot that he was on Howard Stern, and Howard Stern was brutal.
1: Yeah, like what kind of yeah. stuff do you, do you remember him saying? If you remember oh, just like guess
2: the punchlines to the
1: jokes and um,
2: j- just teasing him basically.
1: Did he seem like he was, like, taking it in like, good stride, or did he, did he seem like he was getting annoyed or just, like, embarrassed? Oh, I, I – you know, when you go on Howard Stern, you know the
2: deal. Right. So I think he came fully prepared.
0: Yeah, it's like getting invited to the Maury Povich show, man. You know it ain't going to be good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess the best you can hope for is you are not the father. Yeah, yeah. You better start preparing, practicing your backflips.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit!
1: All right, all right. Yeah, go ahead. Dude, I, I think
2: we should uh, change the podcast name to Haliskin Hunks. Um, oh, no. The Haleskin Hunks podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Sorry.
1: Right.
0: Right. I, We're I like work that. on a new logo. Let's trash everything. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, man. So uh, count count it down because we we took. Hold a on, I'm trashing everything. Oh, <laughs> you shredding? Right,
2: that's what a hunk would do. So
0: what a Jaliskin hunk does? Trashes <laughs> everything, <laughs> leaves destruction in his path. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ask it. You have an appetite for it, exactly. exactly. I, I'd like to.
1: I'd like to make one small modification. Can we call us some of those chulos de Jalisco instead? Oh. I, I like hunks. That way we I'm sure outfit. you do. I'm sure you do. Though.
2: Who does not Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, all right, sorry about that. Don't Bye. edit out Alfonso Saint Buto. <laughs> I want that to go. Let's get some it's be the soundbite going. That's the <laughs> soundbite of the week.
0: All right, guys, I'm ready to share my story of the week, and so my story of the week. uh I read about this last month and i was like what the hell how come i didn't hear anything about this and no one's talking about this so what i had read about back in december was that china had built an artificial sun in their what? freaking science building somewhere and they Who turned did? this bit china a bunch of scientists in china did korea have anything to do with it korea has one i don't i don't i had read that korea has one but uh, it, huh? i i yeah. I ended up reading that it, it was the same machine. So, oh, okay. I only I couldn't find more research saying that it was Korea's. What I found more was that it was China's. So maybe it's there's Chinese scientists working with the Koreans in Korea, or the Koreans maybe are coming to China. Uh, but the majority of the news I found was that this artificial sun is in China, and back in 2018, I think they turned it on, and it stayed on for like eight seconds and then they turned it on again after that and then they got it to like 12 seconds and then this last time they turned it on at the beginning of this month and they had it on for 20 seconds dude and so Uh. this machine is called the HL 2M Tokamak a China National Nuclear Corporation so that's I guess the company that's putting this thing together and so what I've read was that Temperatures on the sun reach a maximum of where did it go? 15 million degrees Celsius. Well, these people got their star to go a hundred million degrees Celsius, dude. So it's yeah. like five times, six times more powerful than the sun. But they Wait, only is, got. We're tar- we talking about the
1: the surface of the sun or
0: the inner core of the sun. The inner core, Alfonso. Woo. This is the hottest, like where the where nuclear f- fusion is going on. And so basically what they're doing is
1: like the hottest hunks from Jalisco is what you're talking about. (laughs) Well, that's not that they they can't duplicate that. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know, that's all right, all right.
0: That's like the number one most (laughs) natural occurring power in the universe.
2: (laughs) There's only like clarified.
0: Yeah, dude. For example, there's
2: said we're just trying to get in second place when it comes to heat. We yes. know about the skin hunks.
0: Okay. skin hunks, number one. There's no way they can harness the power of that. The, the world would, expl- the galaxy would implode.
1: I'm glad they're not even trying then. That's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> no way, no
0: way. <laughs> no way. So what these guys figured out to do was they basically got an isotope of hydrogen and an and they're trying to get an isotope of helium to smash into each other. And when they smash into each other, they fuse together and give off uh, neutrons. And those neutrons that are given off, I believe, are where all the energy is at. And so it costs so much money for them to build a machine that at this point right now, it's just like theory. But they're working on it and they're trying (laughs) – to do this and they think that they're getting well i mean they've been thinking that they've getting closer and closer but every time they just end up kicking it out further and further you know um but what they're saying is check this out this is the potential that this reactor has okay they said that in one cup of ocean water they could release as much energy that's the equivalent to a whole barrel of oil so imagine all the power that you can make produce with one barrel of oil you know what i mean like you can run a car you can yeah. run a train you can do all kinds of shit you know but when it's gone it's gone but in one cup of fucking water you can have the same amount of energy and there's no pollution Wow! so once we get to this dude they're saying that this is going to power the next generation of inventions like when when the first Revolution of machinery started coming around. You know when there were steam engines and electricity was being created. You know <coughs> that whole in the, in the industry just exploded because no longer we were we tied to man made machinery. You know what I mean? We didn't need right. dudes turning a crank to create power to move the machines. Now it was like, dude, we can use steam or oil combustible engines to make these things go. And now we don't, you know what I mean? And we can have them running 24 seven, as long as the machinery can keep up with it. So Mm. what they're saying is this is going to drive the next generation, dude. So this is where we might end up getting our flying cars.
2: Mm. I don't know about any like propulsion,
0: like a helicopter. Who knows, man. I mean, just, just, I mean, it would be like, if you found if a hundred trillion dollars worth of, of gold, you know you have all these resources what are you going to do with that you could do an infinite amount of things you know yeah. what they're saying is basically just we're going to have so much energy here we're going to have energy that yeah even the poorest nations in the world can finally have electricity in their smallest towns because it's going to be so plentiful you know yeah. we're going to have so much energy that we're not going to need to worry about oh no we you know the 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 bill's going to be so high or, or, I mean, and it is at first, you know, but um, they're hoping to get it down. And unfortunately it might not happen in our lifetime, but towards the end of our lifetime uh, they think this might be an actual reality.
1: Well, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing, dude. Like uh, uh, the real, the real money after that, I mean, that's real money, right? Like these people are creating all this, uh, this technology to create all that energy, but the real money is going to be storing that motherfucker. Cause that's a real problem. That's a real bottleneck right now. It's like, how do you store all kinds of energy? Like the batteries that we have right now are actually pretty shitty at doing that job. So to get all that energy stored and being useful, dude, that's, that's a million, that's a trillion dollar question really right there. And I like, that's so what I hear. Yeah, they what, can't. You know, it just costs
0: too much money right now. So yeah, that's what. I mean, that's and look, what they, they only they were only able to run it for not even a minute, you know. Yeah, and so, but, but that's they're pleasant. able. I, what they're able to do is they they somehow play with the magnetic field, and they're able to pull the power away. So if the if it gets out of control, and to the point where they can't control it, it's super complex and sophisticated. I I didn't really quite understand, but they said they they are able to do something with the nuclear f- or the magnetic field around and it somehow it's like it makes it slow down somehow
1: i don't know i i, I really think uh they should really watch spider-man too before they continue <laughs> with their experiments i'm just saying that that's what I, you know what well. that's what i was thinking too but
0: uh all everything i read dude there was no uh like for nuclear power you know what i mean you have all that nuclear waste you know for all the, all the electric, all the car batteries that we have, you know, you na- you nailed it. The, they suck. And when those batteries go dead, we can't get rid of them. We got to go dump them in a field somewhere and bury them. And they're, they're going to be there for like 50,000 years, you know, yeah. creating more pollution. Bad thing about solar power is when it's cloudy, you're not going to get maximum energy. You know what I mean? And so with this, there's, there's no pollution, you know? There's no, there's not going to be no explosions. There's the, one of the things that could possibly happen is one of the isotopes of hydrogen. If it does leak out and get into the water, it poisons the water, but the amounts that they use Mm. at any given time are so minute that it's it's not even going to do anything. So, Mm. so far from what they found, it's actually pretty, it's beneficial
2: yeah i i, I think uh, we're we're advancing at a way faster rate than any time in our history i i, I think this technology will be out and rolling within our lifetime man um, Dude, necessity is technology the, yeah uh is the mother of all invention uh, we can't keep shitting in our oceans in our rev- rivers, and, and our rivers and in our forests me, and our Eddie, mountains
1: watch me See, fool, that's why they don't want you over here. <laughs> you become less hunky. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: well, it happens. You're it
2: just happens. a Haliskan babe now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not a hunk, doc.
1: Nope.
2: <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm excited for this technology, man. I, I can't wait to see... Um, um, I, I like I'm happy for for like people who are poverty stricken, like they'll finally have energy. Like the first person that popped into my head when I was listening to your story was uh, Nikolai Tesla. It, it was yeah. always his dream for everybody to have free energy.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, basically. Yeah. Thomas Edison stole all of his shit, but that's and yeah, talk yeah, shit on all important. his
0: ideas and got yeah, everybody asshole. to turn on him.
2: Yeah. yeah. But no, I'm I'm. I'm glad that science is heading in the direction of helping humanity instead of uh, prop- profitability.
0: Yeah, it just you seems know. like there's a large population of scientists that are like, you know what, man, we're just going to do this anyways. We don't need your money. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, finally, science wins. One for mm-hmm. science.
2: It will always win. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Eddie. Uh, what? What you got? What, oh, dude. So tell us about your story, man. Um, okay. Uh, my segment, I wanted to focus on, uh, Native American heroes. Um, today I'm going to go outside of that a little bit and I'm going to talk about the, um, the origins of the Cholo. Okay. Um, fascinating shit, fascinating shit. Uh, before we begin, I, I want the listeners to become familiar with the term Chichi Mecca. Um. The Chichimecas are a tribe of Native Mexicans who reside in what is now uh, Zacatecas, Jalisco, Michoacan, and Aguascalientes. The word Chichimec translates uh, to "land of milk," so a Chichimeca is a person who hails from the land of milk.
1: Land of big titties. Got it. Okay. (laughs) No. So
2: uh, the storied history of the Cholo begins in the mid fifteen hundreds. This was around the time that the uh, Castilian Empire defeated the Aztecs um, through smallpox blankets. <laughs> and uh, they, they began in, the enslavement and coloni- colonization of our people. Um, the Spanish made it illegal for the Chichimecas to practice their language, customs, traditional songs, dances, and any form of spiritual practice. Um, it was also important for the Castilians to disband the Chichimeca Warrior Society by banning the warrior band, the warrior braid, and any sort of scalp locks. Um, The Chichimeca who broke any of these impositions uh, were punished by death, or even worse than death, um, imprisonment. Um, So this led to a small but significant diaspora. Which means when one group of people forces another group of people off their land. Um, The Meccan warriors, along with their families, um, who adamantly refused to bend the knee to the viceroyals of the Spanish kingdom, who refused to accept the Christian God of the foreign occupiers, whom refused to assimilate to the ways of Spain and the Catholic Church, uh, refused to live as slaves and or citizens of New Spain. Spain and the Catholic Church labeled these people as hostiles. Are are you guys with me so far? Yeah. yeah. So, And were immediately persecuted and imprisoned. The Chichimeca warriors became outlaws and staged numerous insurgencies and lived life on the run. Hmm. This led to the Christianized and colonized members of the Chichimecan population to call these outlaws Choloanis.
1: Choloanis
2: was a derogative term, uh, meaning those who won't conform and live on the run. So there, that is the the origin of the word Cholo. The birth of the Choloani or Cholo culture. So this was the birth of the Cholowani or Cholo culture. Um, so I wanted to share this quote with you guys. Um, this is a quote from Sui um, Watitlan, which means iron jacket and Chichimecan. Um, Sick. Isn't that fucking dope? Dude, that Say, say, awesome. wait,
1: say, say that again. Say that again. One more time. One more time.
2: This is a quote from Wati plan which means Iron Jacket. He's a Chichimecan tribal member and Native American historian. Uh, he states the following. Cholo culture was forged and cultivated in the fires of rebellion. The descendants of the disbanded warrior societies unwilling to submit to a life of servitude, living as outlaws, rebels, hostiles, challenging the rule of European monarchy and rejecting as a whole, European Christianity and Western culture. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the rest of our native uh, ancestors became Christianized by the Catholic church and colonized by New Spain. The Choloani continued to fight to resist and purify themselves from Western culture. So so this next part's pretty cool. Um, The stereotypical Cholo garb you see today has a direct connection to the Chichimec warrior society. Um, and here are just a few examples. The long Cholo shorts, that go past the knees, symbolize the castal, or the agave long shorts that the ch- uh, Choloani wore in battle. The Cholo long socks have their origins from the Chichimec war leggings. The pano, or bandana headband, symbolizes the, chichi- the Chichimecan Ishkwa i Lashli, the traditional buckskin headband. And this is really cool. Um the large mustache pays homage to Emiliano Zapata. So just a little side note, uh, Emiliano Zapata, when he would go to war, he would wear his Chichimeca war feathers.
1: Oh I, should yeah, I got I got a got I got a question before you can sure start. sure What about the Nike Cortez's?
2: Ednan Cortez, that's what he wore.
1: (laughs) Dude, they stole his shoes and that's what happened.
0: Yeah. That was the only good gift those sons of bitches brought. No. Yeah, he was like, check
2: this out, (laughs) Chichimec. You're going to wear (laughs) these on your feet. (laughs) And Uh, the Ray-Ban sunglasses. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. All right, continue.
2: So, um, The Choloani established their own colony, and they fought the Spaniards for 40 years. Fuck. It was the longest and most expensive military campaign of the Spanish occupation um, in Mesoamerica. New Spain decided to stop fighting and signed treaties with the Choloani and Chichimec. They basically surrendered to them, dude. Dang. Wow.
0: Dude, did you happen to read what the numbers of the Chichimecs were at that time?
2: No, no, no. I, I that's something I, I, I should have included.
0: It must have been a lot, though, if they were able to keep the Spanish off. You know what I mean? Those fools had money for days. Not yeah. only that, man,
1: well, but like that, they had knowledge of the territory. They were probably using like su- like super guerrilla tactics to. Fuck oh, for know. sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they they were up in the mountains. Yeah. So. um this war was fought in what is now Zacatecas, Guanajuato, Aguascalientes, and Jalisco. Um, and the only reason the Spanish were interested was because they they found silver in those mountains. Uh, so yeah, um, studying this and now knowing this uh, gives me a newfound respect for, for Cholo and the Cholo culture. Um, whether they're aware or not aware,
1: um, they continue Spanish to say? carry Huh? I said I was just about to to comment on that like you oh, know go you ahead mo- most most people or most or like what percentage of uh, people who are like you know in this lifestyle do you think know about this this history and this culture
2: not that many man I- I'm sure not that many um which I wish that yeah it would it would be uh if somehow we could get the word out I, I wonder how that would just change uh people's mindsets maybe yeah yeah like there's a proud lineage
1: right
2: from the cholo to to the chichi well i mean uh, as much
0: as as much as people want to not pretend like this is a part of our culture this is a part of our culture you know so
2: proud part it, it proud would be part.
0: nice if it could be maybe inserted into like a lesson in a cls class that might be kind of cool you know yeah oh, i know yeah. i know uh a lot of school districts are putting like uh, they got mandates for them to start teaching uh, different like I know uh, CLS classes for for one are going to be used as a requirement for graduation now. So that's going to some of this stuff is going to get taught in school. So K, K through probably 12? not this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Fresno Unified just adopted a curriculum. Or actually, I think they're working on it right now, but it got it just got approved by the school board. And it's going to be on, I think, like incoming freshmen as of this school year have to have it, have to have like X amount of units from that section. And that's, that's one right, of the man. classes that they can take. So
2: that's cool. I Good just hope for them, that man. they name that chapter Pinches Cholos. <laughs> that's what my dad, my dad <laughs> writes the <a> chapter. in <laughs> <World of History. laughs>
1: dude no I mean but you're right man that's super super interesting too because I mean I mean I I took a couple CLS classes you know in in college and like the stuff you learn in there it just it's it's amazing like and it's stuff that you want to know about that yeah and I I mean growing up growing up you know in a Mexican household and and, in a hood environment like you don't learn this shit you know so it's kind of good to learn about your own history your own culture you know you learn about the Pachucos and stuff like that but that's kind of where it ends like you don't learn about cholo culture after that
2: yeah so the generals in the in the cholan army were called haliskin hunks Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that's been verified by numerous wow. historians
1: wow <laughs>
2: Yeah.
1: there we go um, that's
2: no th- this is um i mean our culture dates back to tens of thousands of years um i i would uh suggest for our listeners to go to youtube um um type in uh prayers and then cholo Ani after that
1: but and- but but do that after you watch the John Bobbit uncut tape. <laughs> Absolutely, make sure Priority. it says uncut.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, Wa um, Titlan, he he uh, tells the the like a just a small tidbit about the Choluani, but he also sings a Chichimec song that um, hasn't been sang out, outside of the Chichimeca culture for 30,000 years. So check it out, it's it's a very and, powerful video. And that's on YouTube? Yes. Dope. Prayers, uh, Choloani, and uh, yeah, I, the the song is 30,000 years old that's being sang oh, a, as, uh, as oh, Iron Jacket look. is telling the story. Yeah, we'll share it. We'll post it out.
0: When this when this episode comes out, you'll be able to find it on our IG page.
2: Yeah. Our I, website I,
0: too. Check it out. I think you shared it with me. I think I you shared it with me before.
2: I think so. Yeah. 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 So um, but yeah, that that's all I gotta say. Uh so thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's now. cool, man. You, man. And that's actually,
0: good. dude, I had no idea that that's what you were gonna be talking about, but as I was listening to you talk, dude, I noticed a lot of similarities. So um What I'm going to be talking about, actually, Uh, I was scrolling through some Facebook posts the other day, and I came across a picture, and I think I shared it with Alfonso already. Um, But I don't don't know if I shared it with you. And what it was, was somebody was holding a fucking head that they chopped off, and it was a samurai, dude. So I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, dude, it was super tight, super cool. I'll I'll post it in a little bit, um, but that that led me down a, a crazy little rabbit hole where I I just started uh, reading about different stuff, you know. And uh, I came across a page that had that said like, uh, "Hey, here's ten interesting facts about samurais." And I learned a lot of cool stuff, you know. And as I'm looking through their pictures, I noticed that the samurais would wear like these baggy capri style shorts like pants they really weren't pants because they didn't even go all the way down to their ankles you know just kind of past their knees you know and then they would wear high socks fool uh huh. and they wore chanclas you know and i mean just some of the battle stuff that you were mentioning is, is is very similar to to what they wore as well you know but uh one of the interesting things that i found was uh, their girl samurais did you guys know no, that?
2: Yeah. no. Yeah. i didn't know that i thought yeah, it was dude. exclusively male
0: no it was not exclusively male uh and in fact what it ended up happening was uh, yeah. actually a large pot they said that when samurais were prominent in japan uh they made up about 10 of the whole population so there's quite a bit of these guys out there and so yeah. these guys were like their army Back in the day, you know, so when 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 they're refused Mm -hmm. and they were battles, these were the guys that were going out to protect the country and protect the land. And so when they would leave their homes, they would leave their kids and the wives behind. And so, well, you know, just because the guys are gone doesn't mean the bad guys are going to stop. So the women started taking up arms and started training and they had a name for them. So female ninjas, I don't and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but they are called Onamusha. O-N-N-A. M U S H A, and so these were these were just females that took up weapons, and I don't know who trained them or whatnot, but they they wore the same suits that uh, the guys did, and when shit would go down, they were the ones that were protecting the farm, protecting the lands. You know, Whoa. So, yeah, dude, pretty pretty fucking crazy. And there's actually a story about this lady named, and again, I'm 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 sorry if I'm messing this up, but there's a lady whose name was. <laughs> Tomoe Tomo Gozen, and supposedly she's the, like the most baddest woman samurai on the planet. And there's a story about her going in a battle with her man, and they just fuck shit up. And she fucking chops some dude's head off <laughs> in uh, that battle, yeah. dude. So she's a bad mofo, you know. Don't mess with her. Don't um, cheat on her. exactly, dude. But <laughs> um, some of the other thing interesting Wait, things. Oh, she oh, chop up? Oh, oh. Does she chop up a penis too? Dude, she chopped off a head. You know, she chopped off you know. penis, <laughs> penis ain't no thing but a chicken wing.
1: <laughs> Same, oh man. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, but check this out. So, uh, there is a term that the samurai use for, uh, and I'm sure you've heard of this, right? Uh, if you ever bring dishonor onto yourself or you lose in battle, you know, what does the samurai do?
2: Stabs Harakiri? himself with
0: the sword. Stabs himself in the sword and you know Har- Harakiri. Is that what it is? Har- Harakiri. Yeah, that's what it's called. Harakiri. But what I didn't know was that there's like a whole ceremony for this shit. So when it's gonna go down, you don't do this on your own. You do this with in front of your crew. And so you huh. wear like you wear like a special suit, a, you know, a special suit. Uh they prepare your favorite meal for you. Uh Right before you eat your favorite meal and you write a fucking poem, dude. You write a poem, and then someone brings out a special knife and then you fucking do it.
2: Wow. Intense, is, huh? Is it like behind glass, like a like a fire extinguisher, like an emergency dishonorment there's a, sword? There's a <laughs> tiny little
0: hammer, a tiny little special hammer that they use to break the glass to get the knife out
1: okay but it's break, covered in break, barbed wire break in in case of dishonor <laughs> yep <laughs> yes <laughs> That's what it says.
0: Yeah. basically um another cool thing i found out was you know um you guys seen that movie with tom cruise last samurai
1: yeah no. i, I like, refuse what to the watch fuck it
0: fuck is this some bullsh- principle i'm <laughs> A fucking white guy being the last samurai. I,
1: I also didn't watch The Mexican with, with Brad Pitt. <laughs> I was personally offended by that one. <sighs> Tom t- t-
0: Turns out Tom Cruise isn't full of shit. Or he is, but not as much. Because there's actually four white dudes that were samurais. So in the whole entire history, it's actually written that there were four Westerners that were granted you know, to become samurais. So one guy's name was William Adams. Another guy was named Jan Justin van Lojenstein. And and it just says he was an adventurer. Then there's another guy who was, it says he was an officer in the Navy. His name was Eugene Kolash. And then some dude, it says he was an arms dealer. So he was probably just selling badass guns to the samurais. And his name was Edward Schnell. So... Those wow. are the four Western samurais. Damn, but what no, Tom Cruise,
2: um, Edward. I wonder if that's who Tom Cruise's character is based on.
1: Was he was he a, an arms dealer in that movie?
2: I don't remember.
1: I think he was like a
2: retired uh, Civil War commander so, of some yeah, sort, yeah, right, yeah, with a drinking problem.
0: Tom Cruise, <laughs> silly boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one last thing to share with you about samurais that I had no fucking clue, and I did more research to make sure that I wasn't that this article wasn't full of shit. But turns out that they're actually fucking right. And um, I don't know if you guys know this, but homosexuality was a big thing in samurai
2: culture. Did you guys know that it was encouraged, or they were against it? It was encouraged, so they fight harder for their man in battle. I don't know, dude, but they
0: said that samurais would have apprentices, and these were like kids, like 12, 15-year-old boys that they would Shit. just take on as an apprentice and start teaching them the way of the samurai, um, but it was encouraged Sounds for, nice. dude, it's nasty. It was just- Sounds like Eddie's
1: time as a choir boy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, dude. Th- I, Does that stem from the the Greeks did the same thing? Yeah, dude. Like, I, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The Spartans, right? The, the Spartans, Spartans did it as well. And, yeah, yeah. I yeah I was this was, say, didn't the Spartans do that? Yeah, yeah. Because the
0: article went on to mention that you know what they these weren't the only soldiers in history that that did this. You know, the Spartans as well. Uh,
2: um, had a lot just, of homosexuality. Just to clarify, the Choloani never did that. <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: That's that was not part of the culture, not part of it. okay. Duly noted. I'm gonna write that down. I'll put that in my notes. The
2: kids.
0: Okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, they
0: even had a word for like when the samurais
1: would hook up with the little dudes. Ugh. I don't know if I want to know that.
0: Yeah, I'm not even gonna share it. So uh yeah,
1: disgusting. Is that what it is?
2: Oh wait, Dan. Dan's uh, he's calling right now. He wants to know more. (laughs) All of a (laughs) sudden. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, wait,
1: dude. Did he hack our? Did he hack our AM feed? Like, how does? How does he even know? This is even live yet? (laughs) We haven't even put this up, man.
2: He filed a lawsuit against Zoom.
1: Oh,
2: (laughs) he's allowed to. He's allowed to. Tell me. He's allowed to. Tell me (laughs) now. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, gay
0: samurai! I'm all over this.
2: Under eight, he he wasn't he. Uh, he was a, a, an altar boy, right?
1: Seventeen <laughs> years in a row. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to be called an altar boy when we when you're 22. Hey, he he
2: insisted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where there's a will,
2: there's a way. He would get waxed once a week to, to satisfy the desires of Father O'Malley.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's a perfect segue to end the show on. Awesome. Perfect note. Um, you guys got anything else you guys want to share?
2: Uh, Just next week, I uh, uh, I'll be talking about uh, Yango Gaspar. Ooh. Yango Gaspar. He he was a a slave that was brought to Mexico who uh, escaped and uh, established the first free black colony in the Americas
1: in Guanajuato.
0: Whoa. Oh, shit. Interesting, man. All right. Can't wait to hear more about that. Can't wait to hear it.
1: Uh, so I, I just want to say thank you guys all for listening, Frank, Eddie. Man, it was a great time with you, like uh, as always. Um, yeah, dude, I can't wait to do this again. Hell yeah, Eddie. Big anything you, you want to say? Dan.
2: Big thank you for today for being here. Oh, wait, never <laughs> mind.
0: Oh, wait,
2: <laughs> <Damn>.
0: <laughs> next time. No, next no, time.
2: thank you guys. Thank you guys. This is fun. I, I, I li- like doing this. It's something I, I uh, always look forward to, dude. Did
0: you get the Dustin Poirier haircut?
2: Um, I got I. No, Dustin
1: Poirier got the Eduardo haircut. What oh yeah, there about? you
2: go, there you go. <laughs> nice haircut, man. He asked the barber, "Can you make me look like a Jalisco punk?" <laughs> and he said, "Say no more."
1: He said, he said that's gonna be impossible, sir, but I will try, is what he said. That was a literal quote. Say no more. I was right there. (laughs) Cool, cool. The
2: Chinese scientists that were making the the sun thing warned the barber not to do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can only have
2: three.
0: We already got it to 100 million degrees Celsius. If it goes one more digit to the right, the whole world will explode. (laughs) all right man well uh thanks everybody for listening hope you guys enjoyed the second round of 40s with friends uh you can check it out on our website at jujiteroc2c.com you can find this episode also on all streaming platforms itunes spotify stitcher radio uh google podcasts and amazon music i think or amazon Mm -hmm. podcasts i don't know and but, coming uh,
1: soon to AM radio all over the world. As soon as we get that <laughs> antenna up.
2: So stay tuned,
0: everybody. Thank you. Awesome. Later. Have wireless on the most reliable network nationwide or unlimited with 5G for $30 a month per line. You don't have to choose with Xfinity Mobile. Wireless so good it keeps one upping itself. Most reliable based on Root's Metric US report. Results vary. Not an endorsement. $30 per month per line when you get four lines.